Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Senior Ukrainian officials are walking back this stark warning from President Zelensky after his words sent markets tumbling. We are told that February 16th will be the day of attack. We will make it a union day. The decree has already been signed. That afternoon, we will hang national flags, put on blue-yellow ribbons, and show the world our unity. Ukrainian officials are saying the president was being ironic and sarcastic. <laughs> so, I don't know if you followed this story yesterday. It was weird. <laughs> the president of Ukraine, who is a comedian, it was a YouTube comedian, and got elected right. president kind of as a boaty bo- 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 boat face sort of thing. They, people just thought it'd be funny. It's got to be better than what we have been doing. That kind of a, a gesture. Mm. Unfortunately, things got serious. Whether it was the impeachment of Trump over the phone call or now being invaded by Russia. And he made that weird statement yesterday. And then afterwards, his government had to say, well, basically, he was he was trying to be funny. As I, I'm stealing this line. As I heard somebody say on cable news. Comedy is all about timing, and that timing was not very good. <laughs> well, I was going to say, hey, Z-Man, read the room or read your borders. 130,000 troops ready to invade, fighter planes, tanks, who knows what else. And he decides to go with kind of a, a riff because foreign intelligence, our intelligence, was saying... There's a decent chance they're going to get invaded on Wednesday. And he said, yeah, we're going to be invaded on Wednesday. We've signed the agreement. We're going to we're going to raise special flags and declare it Spirit Day, whatever the hell well, that and, means. And I did appreciate the sarcasm. We're all going to don blue and yellow ribbons. That was some good sarcasm. So, don't uh, don't miss that. Yeah, we're going to be invaded by a, a giant military force, but we'll put on ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> so here's Clarissa Reward of CNN trying to, to explain what was going on there. President Zelensky jokingly referring to the fact that there would be an invasion on Wednesday the 16th. Well, now he's decided to call Wednesday the 16th a national holiday. It's going to be National Unity Day. The idea being that he's trying to calm people down, to stop people from panicking, and to really play down, ultimately, some of the threats that the U.S. intelligence community has been conveying to the Ukrainians. Is that what he was doing? Maybe I just don't understand Ukrainian sarcasm. I don't. I'm not sure precisely. That that sounds like a reasonable explanation. I don't know. So I saw Clarissa Ward's entire report. Jake Tapper's doing the best coverage on Ukraine. By the way, if you're into it, you want to watch it on CNN. He's he's doing uh, every day. Really, really the best out there. But Clarissa Ward said the hotel she is staying at in Kiev last night, for instance, she said you'd never know. That there was talk of an invasion in 48 hours or anything like that. He said there are Valentine's Day parties going on everywhere and young couples eating out and going to the dance and stuff. Just There's just very little indication. On the other hand, Richard Engel on NBC News talked to some old lady who's getting ready to fight. Russia says it won't invade, but in Ukraine, some families are getting ready for war. Training to handle an AK-47 is Valentina Konstantinovskaya, a 79-year-old retired accountant and a great-grandmother. Do you think you would actually be doing this? Yes, if Putin will come, I should be able to shoot, she says. And uh, and one more thing, and then we can discuss. Our own government sure seems to be taking it seriously. This is Senator Marco Rubio. 
This is a very dangerous situation. I think you also, at the same time, have to balance a second concern, which is just as important, and that is you know, how quickly something like this could escalate into something very dangerous and catastrophic. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Marco Rubio at all yesterday, but he was a very serious-sounding uh, young man, having come out of the intel meetings they're having there in our own capital. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, why? Why does it feel like we're more worried about it than the Ukrainians? I've been mystified by that for quite a while. Whether that's a strategy Zelensky thinks will make it seem less likely, therefore less reasonable that it could happen. The invasion. I don't know. Um, maybe he just buys the idea that that uh, Putin is bluffing and just wants various uh, security concessions. You want to hear a pro-Russia uh, email, kind of, sort sure. of? Making the argument from the Russian point of view. This is from uh, semi-frequent correspondent Kevin in uh, Boston. Uh, love you guys, but I can't take it anymore. The hysteria and blatantly false reporting surrounding the Russia-Ukraine thing is driving me nuts. To be clear, I do not condone military buildups and brinkmanship. Uh, brinksmanship. I do not think a full-scale invasion of Ukraine is something that should be tolerated on the world stage. But the idea that Putin is trying to rebuild the Soviet Union is farcical. And Jack, we'll get through with this thought, and then you can respond. Putin has always been anti-communism, going as far as to describe it as a blind alley far away from the mainstream of civilization. And the idea that he wants more land is equally ridiculous. Russia is a massive country, most of which is pretty second-worldy. Putin has at length spoken about how difficult this makes governing. I could go on. All right. Do you agree that Putin is anti-communist and doesn't want uh, to expand? Uh, well, uh, that whole wants to reestablish the Soviet Union narrative, I've always thought, is a little bit of a stretch. But uh, so what's the indication here, though? I mean, so what is he doing if he's not wanting to take he's invaded Ukraine already? Yeah, they've killed. He addresses four- that. OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Putin is looking for regarding Ukraine is adherence to the Minsk agreements. Links below. They're short. He has openly stated this numerous times under these agreements. Two areas in eastern Ukraine were supposed to become semi autonomous. Why? Because they are made up of Russian citizens who want to be part of Russia. That may be partly true. Remember, contrary to all of the fake reporting on Crimea, a local referendum was held, and the people there voted to be annexed by Russia. Uh, that is widely reputed, Kevin, to be a corrupt uh, uh, plebiscite or vote. Yeah, there's um, more recent polling uh, that that has all moved in the direction of Ukraine, too, the polling that came out over the weekend. A lot of those people that did feel that way, because I remember when back in 2014 when he invaded, and then we heard the polling that a lot of Russians said, yeah, I feel more Russian than I do Ukrainian. That polling is flipped, though, in the last eight years for some mm-hmm. reason. Right, right. And and to the extent that you can trust elections in that part of the world at all, and I realize that's a little convenient because I can't prove anything, but here's the issue. The borders of Ukraine were set. And the question of, you know, what does semi-autonomous mean and, 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 you know, what sort of vote should be held, those things are pretty complicated. And if you were to hold votes in certain parts of America, the United States, and ask people, do you feel more a part of the United States or Mexico, and say a, a, a sizable chunk of the South Texas said Mexico, the idea that the Mexican army could invade because that's what those people want, that would lead to global insanity that, that the World War II wishes it could generate. Yeah, I was going to use that same example. It would be an interesting argument that if you found a number of counties in Arizona where more people would say, I feel more Mexican than American, that Mexico then gets to invade and take part of Arizona. 
Sure. Now, I can dig into the Minsk agreements because I, I honestly don't know a great deal about them. In fact, I know practically nothing about them. Um, but, I, you know, I, I appreciate the email. I disagree with a couple of things. I do absolutely think that Putin sees himself as one of the great men of history and wants to reassert Russia's dominance over uh, his area. He also, I should throw this in, I'm, I'm, I almost didn't think of it, he also absolutely has legitimate security concerns about NATO forces being right on his borders. Hates the idea Russia was scarred horrifically by World War II. And we ought to be able to come to some sort of reasonable agreement that uh, gives everybody the security they need without, you know, dancing too much to his tune. What was the quick takeaway from uh, your dis- discussion with Mike Lyons yesterday? What's his What's his belief? Is this going to happen or not? Uh, he... He sees every sign that it is on some scale. Um, it was a good interview. We should rerun it later in the show. Uh, he also said that the Russians would absolutely roll over the Ukrainian forces. Mm. He put the advantage at, did he say 5-1, to 7-1, something like that. Um, but that uh, the global instability it will unleash is difficult to estimate. It, As in it's going to be really, really terrible or maybe not? Uh, well, I, I think it's one of those things that's either going to be bad or very bad. Okay. Gotcha. It's not going to be good. And it is available at armstrongandgetty.com as an XL podcast. I just, I, I still, I can't imagine how the world is going to react. If, if it goes the way we've been projecting, our Pentagon has been projecting, uh, Like if there are 50,000 dead Ukrainian civilians within 24, 48 hours, and we've got all that cell phone footage of it, on the TV, on the cable channels constantly. I just, I don't know how the world's going to react to that. Video does things to people. Mm-hmm. See George Floyd. See, see so many things throughout history. Something about video, you can hear about something, but seeing it triggers a different part of your emotions in your brain. And, uh, if, if, if we see all that footage of Russia just slaughtering Ukrainians, I don't know how the world's going to react. I really don't. I think it could be pretty strong, though. Right, right. I wonder. But, you know, we've talked about China taking Taiwan. The list of disputed borders in the world is damn near as long as the list of undisputed borders. Um, So who knows what the dictator decides. Now's the time to grab a little oil-producing land right over there. China and Pakistan. Pakistan, India. There you go. Did you say China, India? That's a thing. All your uh, Middle East countries. And, frankly... How long are we going to let the Canadians squat on Toronto? I think we grab Vancouver. As soon as Putin goes in, we grab Vancouver. I love Vancouver. Yeah. It'd be nice to have it part of the United States so it didn't have to do the currency change. And Nova Scotia, I like fish. Just hit them at both ends of the continent. (laughs) They won't know what's coming. Little Trudeau, with his, he wears, we're wearing pink panties, I'm sure. He just, he seems like the kind of guy, not that there's anything wrong with that, that that trots around wearing a pink thong. All right. And, uh, he's, he won't know what to do. He won't know which end is up. The lighter side of imperialism. I, I read something the other day. That uh, where are the marches in the street? Remember when we were going to go into Iraq and all countries all around the world? They they had these giant thousands of thousands of people in the streets of Berlin or Sydney or wherever. Bush's imperial war. Is, is there a single human being marching anywhere in the world because Putin might be about to invade a country for the first time since World War Two? Come on now. It's nobody. Nobody's nobody. Nobody cares that. unless you're number one. Unless it's you're like, in the United States. 
It's like back when Clear Channel was the big radio company. Everybody wanted to boycott Clear Channel, march on Clear Channel, blah, blah, blah. There were, there were half a dozen other gigantic radio companies that everybody ignored. Uh, 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 Target could sell panda fur outfits, <laughs> you know, like with uh, with a harp seal hat as part of the set, and nobody would care because they're not Walmart. <laughs> it's It's weird that way. <laughs> Boy, like get those dry clean because they're going to shrink. <laughs> oh, yeah. And boy, does that smell funky in the rain, your panda suit. <laughs> Oi. Uh, we got more on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. U.S. officials are warning that Putin could invade Ukraine at any time. President Biden spoke with Putin for more than an hour by the phone. I'll tell you what, Vlad, this whole thing reminds me of the time my Uncle Pippy threatened to take away our hooping sticks for kicking up a rumpus. Pippy's candy shop was across the main drag from the movie house where you could sneak in the side door and see the latest talkie. Hello? Hello. Somebody cut the trunk. Oh, that's, that's a hand. That's a phone. Get, somebody get him back on the horn. Um, our president's old. And senile. Ukraine's president's a comedian. That might be one of the reasons Putin thinks he can go in. Anyway, uh, sports-wise, the Russian girl who cheats gets to skate again, and she's in first place because she's the best in the world. So that's an interesting wrinkle in the Olympics. Better living through chemicals. Not exactly sure what's going on there. Uh, I was participating in our own Winter Olympics yesterday as my son and I went on a little ski trip. Father-son ski trip. We've talked about this before. If you're a parent, you know this, but it's easy to forget even as a parent. The whole dynamic you have with one of your kids is different than when you're with, you know, all of your kids. Mm. Yeah, It's hard to find the time, though, to get all the different dyma- dynamics, dynamics together of the parents and the kids and everything like that. But it was, it was just, it's just, you know, I need to get more chance to do something one-on-one with each of them. And uh, we did this on the ski trip. Just couldn't have had a better time. I'll remember it the rest of my life. I think he'll remember it the rest of his life. I mean, it was just freaking fantastic. Yeah, the driving, that's great. The driving part of it, every bit as important as the, uh, the skiing part of it, obviously. They're just hanging out. But um, he skied for the first time. Uh, he had snowboarded before and taken lessons and didn't really dig it and skied and freaking love it and didn't take lessons and took to it right away. And I feel like I made a mistake by pushing him in the wrong direction. But so I snowboarded. What continues to be my biggest challenge snowboarding has always been the same. Oh, boy. Even when I was younger, the, the, bu- the, the buckling my boots. That is by far the hardest part. If I had somebody who could buckle my boots for me, if I could hire somebody, and I know it's hard to hire people right now, I'd probably have to pay them $20 an hour, but I need somebody who follows me around <laughs> and buckles or unbuckles my boots. Oh, that that's not at all pathetic. <laughs> boot boy, boot boy, the bend, come buckle my boots. The bending over to do my, my boots and my snowboard is just, I, as soon as I get done, I always just have to lay back in the snow like, gah, gah. <laughs> 
I laugh partly out of sympathy. Uh, Judy and I, we, we walk Baxter in the evening usually, and because he's the most prolific pooper in the dog kingdom, I frequently have to clean up after him. And at one point it was, it was late, and it was when the days were super short. I got a flashlight, I got the like leash on a reel, we've got one of those things, and, and, um, and I was like, how do I, how do I do this with the bag and the leash? And Judy says, she laughs at me. Ha ha ha. She says, just uh, squeeze the leash between your knees and then bend over and pick it up with your knees together. I said, oh, okay. And I, I tried to, I'm like, what? No, that is not happening. <laughs> and then she does the, the lady thing, which I get. I guess you get used to when you're wearing a dress with her knees together. She just bends gracefully and bends her knees, and mm-hmm. she's down there. I'm like, how did that happen? I don't get that. So I'm down to one minute. I don't even have time for the what I was going to talk about. Well, I guess I'll have to do that later. The uh, observing the dynamics of families on the beginner slope. Husbands, oh, wives, yes. dads, daughters. Leave plenty of room for that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. You need Dr. Phil up there or somebody to... To help those families out. Oh my God! I saw. I want. I wonder how many like n- 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 people scarred for life or beginnings of divorces. I saw a start rare on the bunny slopes. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know the stuff I observed coaching kids through the years made me just. I just threw up my hands. I was like, "You people are too strange. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even worry about this." Um, Jake Tapper has been doing some great reporting on a bunch of different stuff and challenging the administration on a bunch of stuff. On CNN, we should tell you about, if you haven't heard it. Coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That you were told that the U.S. administration officials were prepared. They knew it was time to get out. No, what I was told, no one told me that. Look, there was no good time to get out. But if we had not gotten out, they acknowledged that we would have had to put a hell of a lot more troops back in. So that report got a lot of attention here and other places. Uh, Joe Biden with Lester Holt. You know, it was part of the sit down from the Super Bowl. But this is the stuff that came out last week around the uh, the Pentagon's report. That uh, they were not they were not prepared at all for evacuating from Kabul or uh, the State Department recognizing they were about to be overrun, all that stuff. And Joe Biden said uh, he didn't believe the report, whatever the hell that means. Um, Jake Tapper has been uh, taking this on on CNN and doing some reporting here. Here's a little more on this whole thing. On the subject of American citizens, I have to draw your attention to that Army report, an investigative report that's come out about the lead up to the withdrawal from Afghanistan. It it interviewed many military officials and officers who said the administration ignored the handwriting on the wall. Uh, Another described trying to get folks in the embassy ready to evacuate, encountering uh, people who are essentially in denial of, of this situation. Does any of that ring true to you? No. No, that's not what I was told. So that's the original clip. Here's Jake Tapper on CNN responding to that. That's not what I was told? If this was not what you were told, then what was? And don't you have an obligation, sir, to be told? What? That's not... Okay. Man, a few words, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so uh, in in the in the Holt interview, Biden rejected the report, and Holt asked him, "You mean you don't believe it?" And he said, "I reject it," which was very odd. And Tapper addressed, I believe. Yeah, let's let's play. No, okay. You do so much, and your families give so much. I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. And so I just we came because we wanted to thank you. I don't know what to tell is. you how much we care. Okay, we're flailing here, so uh, maybe we should just stop with the clips and just discuss amongst ourselves. So um, I'm happy to see that some of the media, anyway, was not taking that answer from the president at all as being okay of, what do you mean you don't agree with the report? What does that even mean? And uh, you weren't told. What the hell? What is any of that? It's very, very odd. Although I would say this. If I'm working in the White House... um, it was a couple-day story, and it'll go away, right? It's already gone away. Uh, I think, yeah, in terms of media coverage, yeah, I think the uh, the impression the Afghanistan floundering made on the American people was pretty strong, oh, yeah. pretty big. Oh, yeah, his approval and, and ratings. This, this may have uh, reminded us all a bit. His approval ratings went down then, and they have stayed down. So that was a, a key turning point for the for the old man, no doubt about that. Yeah, what really struck me, having heard the interview now in its uh, entirety, is just how old and incoherent Biden sounded. I mean, and and I realize this is a bit of a worn point at this point, but his answer to Lester Holt, and I wish we had the intact tape, I thought we did, um, was he just said, I reject it. And Holt said, you don't believe it? I reject it. And his effort at following up was terrible. And this is a lifelong professional politician who, and again, you give me 30 seconds, I can whip up a little. Well, the Army made some good points from their perspective. That's just one part of the perspective. They don't have the State Department report. They don't have the Department of Blankety Blank report. And then you have the challenges of blah, blah, blah. And instead, you had an old man staring into the camera saying, I reject it. That was the chilling part to me. So I don't know if you guys got into it yesterday, but the CNN poll numbers that came out over the weekend of the the large number of Democrats who want somebody besides Joe Biden to run. We're into some really weird times politics wise, man. Oh, yeah. Wide open. Current party in power in the White House. The majority of that party wants someone different to run. Has that ever happened before in U.S. history? Ever? I don't think so. I mean, if you had done polling in the last weeks of Watergate, I, you might have had that with Richard Nixon, but he was on his way out the door. Yeah, I was going to say, in the absence of an enormous scandal for that, you know, month or so that those scandals really occupy people's attention, maybe. But no, in general, no, no. Knowing the power of the incumbency, no. Although there's zero chance Biden runs again. He's just too old. I, if but he does serve out ha- his term, by the end of his term, he will be completely incoherent. <laughs> so by the end of his term, it'll be completely incoherent. Like, Correct. You, can't, you have no idea what he's talking about at all. Yeah. Yeah. He will be non-compass mentis. <laughs> True international average of pressure. Right. And, uh, and for the first time, it's about 50-50 for Republicans, whether they want Trump to run or not. And this is early in the game. That number is going down. So you're going to have a majority of Republicans who don't want Trump to run. 
You're going to have a majority of Democrats who don't want Biden to run. I don't have any idea what is going to happen. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Well, and the the big question mark on the Republican side is I will I believe Trump because he is a self indulgent and b loves attention will uh, dangle his candidacy in front of the country and the news media until the last conceivable moment, maybe until like vote the, the middle of election day. Um, so that'll keep stirring things up on the Republican side as well, not to mention it's probably going to be a wide-open primary. By the way, quick note on Biden's approval numbers, which are low and getting lower. Uh, I found this really interesting state by state. Uh, there are only four states where he is above water, approve, disapprove. They are Hawaii by eight points, uh, Maryland by two points, Massachusetts by eight points, and Vermont by 11. Vermont is the best state for Joe Biden. And the disapproved number is every bit as interesting to me, maybe more so, given one certain maverick Democrat senator who gets more attention than he should because there are plenty who want to vote like him, Joe Manchin. West Virginia, Joe Biden has 78% disapproval. Wow! 78 so if you think AOC saying it's wrong for one senator to overturn our democracy and similar idiocies, uh, when you hear that, keep in mind, Joe Biden's as popular as gonorrhea in West Virginia. Right. And people talking about primarying him to get him out of there. You know, oh, good geez. luck with that. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, by the way, a different topic, but another example of the uh, current administration uh, flailing. Uh, the White House is exploring a gas tax holiday because gas prices are so high, and that's one of the main emotional things. It's real money, but also emotional that makes people feel bad about the economy. Biden administration looking at a gas tax holiday. And Larry Summers, who was Clinton's economic guy or Obama's economic guy, but anyway, uh, Larry Summers, he's a left. He called it short-sighted, ineffective, goofy, and gimmicky. Yeah, I would yes. say. I would say it's all of those things. Oh, my God. You know, I mentioned this briefly yesterday, but it's worth repeating. If you are totally down with the global warming narrative, the climate change narrative, and they say this is the the big story out of the L.A. Times and some other places is this is the worst drought in 1,200 years, something like that. Um, If you are just 100% committed to that idea, here are two scenarios for you. Number one. The United States is self-sufficient in fossil fuels and plunging full speed ahead on renewable energy and green energy. Or, choice two, America is plunging full speed ahead on renewable energy and green energy, but has to crawl and lick the boots of the most horrific, environmentally irresponsible regimes on Earth as they irresponsibly produce fossil fuels. To get the power until we have, you know, uh, you know, the green power gone. Which one of those scenarios is more appealing to you? How in the name of anything has the Democratic Party decided to go for choice B? Right. So we're we're not burning an ounce less of gasoline getting our fuel from Venezuela, China, Russia, whatever. We're just burning dirtier fuel that took longer to get to the U.S. and is produced much less responsibly because of our really strict environmental laws governing uh, we, drilling and that sort of thing. we feel better about it. Oh, my God. 
Uh, one more thing in the politics thing. I think, I think particularly like right-leaning outlets focus too much on the Biden's numbers down. He's struggling, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, then that's all true. But that doesn't get to the, we've got a real unsettled electorate out there. Biden only got elected because he wasn't Trump. Nobody wanted him. It's still completely wide open. What do we want? Well, what, what what are we looking for and who is going to be that person is still not answered if you get rid of Biden. Well, and if the Republican Party defines itself as we're not Biden and that's it, that is going to be a short, hollow and and, and ultimately blech, victory. Right. We're really just floating around in a sea of what, what who is it? What is it that we want? What I'm not each, him versus I'm not him. What does each party stand for? Who's the candidate that's going to be the face of it? It's, that's completely up in the air right now. It's going to be fun to watch. This will never happen, but I'd love to see the return to a party has a certain set of stated principles that everybody knows. Then they elect somebody to represent those principles, as opposed to we'll just hold some primaries and whoever gets uh, is at the top of the heap, no matter how crazy their beliefs. That's our beliefs now. Yeah, their agenda is our agenda. Right. Yeah. Well, that might be going away. Who knows? Um, the future of you being on camera all the time. Do you like being on camera all the time? Well, it's going to happen whether you like it or not, but i got a good example of that and a bunch of other stuff on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Another... Major executive in a legendary American company is leaving and explaining why publicly, and it has to do with the opinions that must be kept silent and those which are acceptable. Some pretty good, solid stuff. We'll share that with you next hour if you can hang around. If you can't hang around, grab the podcast later, armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you download podcasts. I want to talk about the growth of the surveillance state, which we are opting into ourselves. The government doesn't have to do to it, do it to us. We do it ourselves. Which is really interesting. But um, I, uh, I brought up earlier that I went on the ski trip with my son, and so we were on the beginner's slope because he's it's the first time he'd ever skied, and he ended up doing really, really great. And uh, he's just good at that sort of stuff. But um, absorb, observing all the people on the, the beginner's slope, and the, the there are um, a couple of different ways, apparently, to teach your wife or your husband, and mostly men teaching wives, I saw, or boyfriends and girlfriends, and then uh, your kids. And there's the small number of, like, relentlessly happy coaches. You're doing good. No, that was great. That's fantastic. Let's just do it again. Yay! You know, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not built that way. I can't do the relentlessly happy with anything. I just, I, I'm just not that person. I lean that way with coaching kids, definitely. But, uh, well, this, this a fair amount of it was husbands and wives. Oh, but, boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Different. But then there was the, the other side, which, thank God, I'm not at all either. Just the, like, c- cruel. Like, I, I wanted to attack these people. The, and what happened? How many times have I told you? You stick your left that your leg that way, you're going to fall that way. Are you not listening to me? Whether it was Ugh. husbands talking to wives or parents talking to kids, and I was like, "Geez, how did they not stab you on the drive home?" When Boy, you talk I'm like sad that? for all those people. Boy, 
I, uh, I'm, uh, I, I'm uh, with, with the kids. I have no problem being uh, a cheery, but at some point, I can realize I'm just I'm not going to be good at teaching you how to do this on some things. I didn't have to on skiing. He just did it automatically. He's he's got that sort of uh, athletic ability with stuff like that. For whatever reason, he just did it. But um, <laughs> there was there was a couple of different couples where. Um, the the wife said to the husband, the husband gets up and he had been skiing. She said, so are you in a better mood now? And they're standing like right next to me. And he's so you got to ski. Are you in a better mood now? Until you start complaining again. So I thought, oh, <laughs> boy. It was funny on Married with Children. It's less funny in real life. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw this other couple where she was just silent all, all the time. And I was probably around them for an hour. We'd ride that thing up and then go down and everything like that. And he just kept barking out orders. And she had this look on her face just... Like I wish you would die in your sleep. She just oh. and I, I, I don't know if he didn't notice that look on her face or if he didn't care. But he was just nonstop. No, head up, head, head up, head up. You don't have your head up. I mean, just constant. Uh, uh, I think that makes me nuts. I, you know, and obviously, obviously, I'm in no position to coach anybody on what's a good idea or a bad idea for a relationship. But that sure didn't look very pleasant to me. They didn't look very happy. God, I could write a book on couples on golf courses. Oh, really? Same sort of thing, probably. Oh, yeah. And especially the husband who coaches every single shot before and after every shot. That's what I was observing. Yes, the coaching of every aspect of everything. Yeah. Like, it would make you insane. Yeah. Yeah. You can take it from me. Or you cannot take it from me. I'm talking to you fellas, especially. Although some of you like your your hockey moms that I grew up with. Oh boy, they're in the same boat. But anyway, although they usually were just screaming for for uh, violence, they just wanted you to hit the other guy harder than he was hitting you. Uh, hockey moms are a special breed. Anyway, uh, what was that Sarah Palin joke she made about what's the difference between a hockey mom and a pit bull? Lipstick. Lipstick. That's right. Yeah, there's some accuracy to that. Take it from me. Take it from me. I have spent my life on this stuff. Don't overcoach. It's the worst thing you could do. Give them some information, a little bit of information, then let them try it for a while. Shut up. Then come back later, give them a little more information. Trust me. End of screed. Yeah, there was. Otherwise, just... I would be overcoaching you. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Excellent. Mm. Wow, look at you putting into practice what you just said. I'm Joe Getty. End of segment. But I felt so bad. There's two more minutes? What? There were so many kids that were on the slope and like a a parent or more just like what you were just describing, the nonstop coaching. I mean, putting 50 different things you're supposed to focus on in a a five-minute period. It would make you insane. It just Uh. looked so miserable. There were people having fun. We were having fun, but there were a lot of people that looked miserable. Yeah, and the culture that makes me sad. I know it. And the person who was doing the coaching looked miserable because they were so frustrated that the child or wife or whoever wasn't doing what they were telling them to do. You're defying me by being bad at this. No, no, no. Bend your knees. Bend your knees. Remember what I told you? If you yell at me one more time, I'm going to stick the ski pole through one ear and it's going to come out the other. Is what I would have said. By the way, the ski lodge I'm at had fabulous food for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, and, yeah. and I go up to eat lunch or whatever, and I'm figuring, you know, I'm going to get a little something to eat or whatever. And they had a, <laughs> their Valentine's Day special was spaghetti and meatballs. And it looked great, and it was great. But I 
quickly decided afterwards that a giant bowl of pasta and meat <laughs> is, not, is not what's going to give you the energy to run back out there and get on the slopes and bend over and try to <laughs> tighten up your boots. Oh, my God. I not thought to I mention gonna... the bouncing. So much bouncing. <laughs> I actually laid my head down on the table and told Sam I need five minutes. I just need five minutes. <laughs> I laid my head on the table in the little room. Wow. <laughs> and then we were both singing as I was going up the hill. Lodge spaghetti. There's vomit on your sweater already. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. You can't eat a bunch of spaghetti and then bend over and lace up your boots. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, like I said, where do I get off giving anybody advice, but... A lot, a lot of those wives and kids did not look very happy with the uh, the shouting instructions all the time. I think if they had done poorly with nobody yelling at them, they would have had a better experience. Mm, mm. Hey, speaking of at- elite athletics, uh, Novak Djokovic, no, Novak Djokovic, who lost out on defending the Australian Open and all sorts of incredible opportunities, and he's one of the great tennis champions. He said, "No, oh, if they bar me from other tournaments, I'm not going. I'm not getting jabbed." And he's explained himself, and it makes perfect sense to me. I thought he was nuts. Honestly, oh, I, I want to hear the explanation because that seems like a heck of a commitment. Pretty solid. And uh, brand manager for a, perhaps the, one of the top five American brands of all time, has quit and is calling out her company on their sick, toxic culture of, of being beholden to the woke crowd. It's troubling stuff. And the way we're opting into the uh, security state, the observation state. Armstrong and Getty.